I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the MVP Show. My intention is that you listen to the stories of these MVP guests and are inspired to become an MVP and bring value to the world through your skills. If you have not checked it out already, I do a YouTube series called How to Become an MVP. The link is in the show notes. With that, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Montreal, Canada. He's a senior developer for Dynamics 365 at Hilo. He was first awarded as MVP in 2022. Uh, as always, you can find links to his bio, um, his, his uh, social media, as well as uh, any blogs, etc., that he is involved in writing uh, in the show notes for this episode. And with that, welcome to the show, David. Hi, Mark. Nice to finally meet you. Exactly, right? Exactly. It's it's so good to see another Canadian MVP. I think the the MVPs that have gone before you in Canada have uh, have done you proud. And it's always good to see the numbers increasing. So yeah, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Like uh, like as you said, just a, just a bit about me on the just to, to start. Yes, as you said, I'm based in uh, in Montreal, Canada. Which is the it's a it's a the French province of uh, of Canada, so the the main language here is French. So that's where, where you'll see my my accent might uh, might come out a bit uh, tonight. Um, I'm a power platform architect uh, developer for uh, it's been almost ten years for ten years now. Uh, started started on uh, on prem Dynamics uh, CRM on premise 2011. So I, I consider myself uh, almost as a dinosaur. <laughs> uh, but I've been able to uh, to see the evolution of the of the power platform to see to see uh, where it is right now, and it's uh, it's clearly a very good time to be uh, developing on this platform. Awesome. Awesome. And it's, it's so right. You, you've been in the game a long time. You've seen the birth of the power platform. And of course, now with it, it seems to be accelerating away with all the latest chat GDP, GPT stuff being added into it, as well as, um, yeah, so many new connectors, features, et cetera, coming out. Tell me, tell me about, um, about how, actually, before we get started, let's just talk a bit about, um, uh, about family for you, um, food. What's the best things to eat in Montreal, Quebec? Uh, what's the what, what do you do um, that involves snow? I assume you get a bit of snow there. I have an amazing wife that uh, supports me in all my my crazy things and all the extra hours I, I put in uh, in uh, in my career and uh, also becoming MVP. Uh, I have a I have a lovely daughter of five year old. So uh, I'm right right now I'm uh, it, it's uh, they're my rock. You know it's uh, spending a lot of time uh, trying to spend a lot of time with family. Like career is good, but family is uh, having a good balance between the family and and work is is also uh, very important for me. 
Um, what do I do the, these days? Uh, it's it's winter here in Canada, so I'm uh, these days I'm teaching my girl out, my daughter out to uh, ice skate. So that's uh, things like that. Uh, so so in Quebec, and of course the best food in Montreal would be uh, the, the most known would be the poutine. I have not heard of this. It's a uh, you don't know that? No. It's our it's our main uh, it's our it's one of our most popular. Uh, it's what you eat be- after you go out uh, when you go for a pint with your uh, with your buddies. That's what you go to eat after to uh, to settle down. It's like uh, fries with uh, gravy and cheese. Wow! So just literally fries with gravy and cheese poured over the top. Wow! I'd not heard of that. I'd not heard of that. Yeah, that's our uh, that's one of our most <laughs> notable. Uh, <laughs> Wow. Addition. Uh, yeah. I had no idea. How cold does it get in the middle of winter there in Quebec? Uh, it can be. Uh, we, we, we get minus 20s, minus uh, 30s. Wow. Wow. But with, with climate change, uh, we're, it's, it's better and better. But uh, wow. maybe that's not that good. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> so so how did your journey begin into tech? How did you get into technology? Did you, and particularly then as you transition through that story, how did you get into, into dynamics, you know, back in the day, 2011, eh? CRM 2011. I remember that product. Yeah. I started, uh, actually I, I started in 2013 in the, to be a complete, uh, f- full dynamics uh, developer, but my, my journey is not linear in tech. I actually, I was, uh, my first career was in biotech. So I worked for uh, ten, almost ten years in the biotech and pharma industry. So, uh, and it's there that I began. B- before the term was coined, I was a citizen developer. So uh, one uh, one of my tasks, one thing that I really enjoyed in that career was to uh, automate processes. Uh, things it was the early two thousand, so things were not uh, as automated as they are today. So uh, one of my my tasks were to automate the the production in the labs and uh, things like that, and um, with th- this is where I, I began to be passionate with IT, and then I I, I went back to school in the ev- evening school. I did my uh, my um, computer science class, and then I decided in t- uh, 2013 I decided to switch completely to uh, to tech as a developer. Where were you first introduced to 2011? Uh, actually, it's my first job as a as a developer. We we had a consulting firm uh, taking care of our uh, dynamics. Uh, we we had we had the dynamics uh, in in that uh, in that company, and they they wanted to get rid of the the consultant. So they they they, they asked me if I, I wanted to, uh, to 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 learn dynamics. At the beginning, I was not sure. I was I wanted to do the, the you know the cool stuff and all the uh, .NET MVC and uh, I'm a .NET developer, so um, I, w- I was not really sure. But if I look back right now, if I, uh, with uh, with a bit of uh, uh, it, it was the best decision I, I ever made. So uh, I'm very happy to have uh, to have been assigned to this project. I love it. I love it, and it's such a such a good story. I like that it was the best decision you made because I, I it resonates with me that 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 type of feeling. Tell me, you know, when you were first introduced to to Power Platform, and if you look at the underlying 
Dataverse and the predecessors to it and the various names it went to. We're really on version two, right? So what happened? There was a, about a year where Microsoft attempted to create, originally back then, CDS1, and then CDS2 came um, into play. When did you kind of see, through that timeline, even up to modern day, you know, you had obviously been working on from CRM 2011 forward, which, you know, if, you're, if your experience is similar to mine, is that you often implemented it for people without any customer relationship management. You you built other tools with it, right? You know, I used it as a platform to build other line of business applications. Where was it that you kind of it clicked for you that, you know, you didn't need to use Dynamics uh, 365 products anymore to build applications. You could just go straight to the core, go to the Power Platform, get a clean um, dataverse environment and build from there up. Was there a point that, you know, you recognized that there was a transition that you didn't have a dependency anymore on Dynamics as such? Yeah, uh, actually, most of the projects I've been working on, even when I, because I worked for a consulting firm for uh, for five years, uh, we, we were specialized in Dynamics CRM. So I, I've always worked for big companies that, that were... Uh, leveraging the first party app so um but of course for um for, even for personal stuff you it's uh you, you don't need these for first party apps and even most of our customers that customer that, that i've worked on in the past they did they, they could have gone with just their their own version of maybe the the you see the the, the lead lead sales and uh, things like that sometimes they, they only need a small subset of all the the capabilities so they they could have gone uh vanilla and build their own their their own entities and have a maybe a better product without paying all these uh these licenses and uh, but still the first party apps are are still a good uh, it's a good it's a good bet absolutely absolutely i find you know projects with customers transition from being power platform to then bringing in dynamics more and more as they have a, an idea that they want built and you're like hey there's actually an app already for that we transition to there tell me about um and i know i'm jumping around a bit but i saw you've you've got some experience with pcf oh yeah right I was uh, I was hoping to talk to you about PCF. It's one of my my favorite uh, subjects. Okay, so so first um, of all, not everybody will know what PCF is. Do you want to explain what it is and then why you're passionate about it? Yeah, actually, the, the PCF stands for uh, Power Apps Control Framework. So it's a uh, it's a way to do uh, front end developments, the development to, to change the behavior of. Uh, of of the way the forms are um, rendering natu- uh, out of the box. So, for example, you uh, you will have a text box or a drop down or a lookup on the on the form, on the modern driven form. And uh, what you will do with a PCF is you you can inject your your own component with your own behavior and uh, uh, to change the the rendering. So you can do very cool stuff with that, uh, like. One of my favorite is the I, I made a country picker, which is uh, will give you a, a drop down with all the countries and the, the 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 flags and the image of the flags, things like that. Uh, I made one that is have a lot of leverage that takes a, a lookup. So if somebody people who know the, the lookup is a way to link, let's say, an account to a contact. So you will want 
uh, when you cho- when you choose the primary contact of an account, you will uh, out of the box will be uh, presented with a um, uh, with a way to choose choose the contact, but it it might not be uh, super user friendly. So I made a I made a PCF to change the, the lookup as a drop down. So when when you have a small subset of uh, of choice, it's a it's a very good. Uh, uh, so and one of also one of the best thing about PCF is they are um, like the pro devs will do the the control will program the control and they they can add that to the the makers and the makers only have to like drag and drop the the control on the form uh, put their uh, configuration and uh, they don't need to uh, they don't need to tell the developer oh, can you uh, can you put me some javascript on the form to do this and that like the 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 control itself is prepackaged and really easy to use so it's it embraces the like the fusion dev uh, philosophy so <clears throat> you know and and i'm not deep in this area of the product um i fundamentally not pcfs and the whole idea of creating controls and and that extensibility that you create in the ui um, for makers, you know, from a developer perspective, tell me how much is changing in the UI, particularly in the last twelve months that you've observed, and how much additional uh, UI control would you like? And I'm and I'm thinking um, both on the model driven and the canvas side of the house. So, but of course, we we've seen we see more and more of uh, new types of control that are. Uh, I've been infused uh, out of the out of the box in the um, in the platform. Um, what I would like to see um, sim- it's simplicity. Like you, sometimes I feel like the the the, the forms are can be clogged, and uh, it needs to be more um, like a fl- flow of things that, that are happening and uh, more graphic, something more graphic. Um, it's hard to say. It's it's more on the feeling of the that you that you get out out of the form. Uh, I know they're trying hard to to change the um, some of the layout to to um, fluent UI. Uh, this is coming. They they they're talking about um, like uh, uh, how do you call it the uh, dark team. Sorry. <laughs> But the, the, that that I, I that that will be nice. But uh, I, I know that some of our customization will break when they will bring the the dark team. So the, I I fear that mo. I want to see it, but I fear that moment a little bit. Yeah. So so what are your thoughts on the whole of fluent, um, the fluent UI? Um, but actually, that that that's a good that's a very good question because flu, fluent UI actually there there's it's it's a term, but it's a uh, it's actually right now for in a developer perspective it's like two libraries there's there, there there's two fluent ui version 8 and version 9 uh, mostly what we see in the platform out of the box from is from version 8 but i know they're slowly transitioning to version 9 which is a completely different uh, product it's more like uh, used in uh, teams and uh, but it, it's called fluent ui but it's not the same thing so uh, it's it, it get it gets um it, sometimes it's hard to to get w- what is what and put the things in the, in the good place 
Yeah, as in, but do you, do you think that Microsoft is going in the right direction with the Power Platform bringing Fluent as part of it? I what do you so. think the benefits yes. are going to be to the end users um, using the apps built up with it? Um, maybe more fluidity, more... Uh, it, it, it's And it also, it, if others, other... Pla- other um, application from the, the the stack are are getting developed with the same library and you will see a unicity between different application or experiences for the end user so i think this this can only be, be beneficial mm. have you had people ask you about how to become a power platform architect like what are the things that you should do if they wanted to move their career to become a power platform architect is there any recommendations you make to them uh, be passionate. Uh, always, you, you always need to learn. It's the, the, you know, the the power platform is so vast that you. I don't think that you can be uh, that you can know everything. And as an architect, of course, you need to to have a a good uh, three sixty vision to 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 know a bit of everything. But you don't. You, you won't be able to be an expert in everything because it's like cho- choose a couple of. Uh, Area that you really like, because if it's going to be your career, you might uh, might as well uh, do something you like. And um, but uh, never stop learning, and um, it's a uh, it's a it's a great platform. It's uh, there there, and it it keeps evolving uh, from wave to wave, and uh, you see the amount of uh, investment that is being made from from Microsoft in the platform. It's uh, I don't think it's gonna. I think it's there for a long time, but not in the form. It's going to evolve all the time. So, how did you? How who nominated you? How did you become an MVP? What was that process for you? Yeah, uh, actually, the I was first nominated by uh, Eric Sauvé. He's a Canadian MVP who I had the chance. Oh, I know. I know. I mean, he's a great guy. My my kids, Teddy Bear, she's two and a half years old, came from Eric. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good, uh, and actually, I had the chance to to work with him for uh, uh, for five years. So uh, he's a he's a close friend to me. Um, uh, he first nominated me in uh, I think in twenty twenty one. I didn't make the cut, but it's all good because I, uh, I I up my game a, a little bit. I I uh, and uh, I was nominated uh, this year by uh, Guido Priti. So I'm very happy to be nominated by uh, such a, a such a legend. So, uh, and this time I I, I was awarded in uh, last October. So, uh, are, are your apps? Uh, sorry, your components are they in the PCF gallery? Oh yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. that's the if if you're a, a PCF author, you need to the, the 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 first thing you whenever you're you're done with your control, the first thing you you need to think is to uh, to publish your uh, your component in the PCF gallery. It's the it's the best uh, exposure you can have to your for your controls. Yeah, so true. He's uh, he's definitely a legend, Guido. He's amazing guy, amazing guy. Um. I've uh, I've spent some time with him and uh, followed his career for all the years. He's been an MVP. Um, so, yeah, can't speak highly enough of him. Tell me about, did any did anything change for you when you then became an MVP? Was there a big highlight in particular or something that kind of, wow, this is awesome now that I'm an MVP? 
but of of course it, it just just it's a it's a big achievement like if we uh, like having an mvp is like if you're a restaurant owner is like having a, a michelin star you know it's a, it's a very very uh, big recognition and uh, but you need I, i think you need not to take this to uh, you need you need to once you get it you need to 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 up your game again and uh, keep uh, keep producing stuff that that's the that's the hardest part because you, you you get to a point where you 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 invested so much then you have it then you you, you take sometimes you take a break it's good for uh, take your for family but uh, after that you need to to push the machine again and uh, start uh, start doing stuff hey thanks for listening I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 guy. If you like the show and want to be a supporter, check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 guy. Thanks again, and see you next time.